0: What's going on, everybody? This is the Plain Sight Podcast. My name's Alex Sons. I'm here with my good old buddies, my good old pals, Cam Jordan. Cam, what up? Hey, man. You know, I'm honestly super
1: excited to to have a conversation today about one of the greatest basketball players of all time, an absolute legend,
0: and also Larry Bird. Oh, come on. The man's name is Larry Legend. And... (laughs) The man, the myth, the legend, Zachary Kuyat, Zach, what it is. Yo,
2: yo, yo. I am excited to learn something new and not have an opinion about (laughs) it yet.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. And before we get started, we do want to take a moment. We love to goop, but we want to take a moment um, and address that we are all obviously very aware. If you follow any of us on social media at all, you understand um, that we are mourning and hurting in a world that is hurting today. Um, When we started Plain Sight, our whole idea was, how do we find God in our everyday lives? Um, And that we wanted to talk about movies, we wanted to talk about books, we wanted to talk about TV shows, but we also understood that our everyday lives are quite, in fact, just as important the lives we walk out. What are we experiencing then? Um, So when current events bring up something where us as Christians, us as leaders, us as humans need to speak out about, we all have this understanding that we're gonna have the courage we're gonna have the heart to speak out about it Um, and so the thing is we don't have all the answers we don't we don't want to come out here and uh, say that us three white guys um, have the answers to racism um, that we understand it we obviously don't we've never lived that life Um, but we are committed to two things one not being silent and two uh, we're committed to sharing and amplifying the voices of people that understand way more than we do Mm -hmm. Um, that Live a life, um, and an experience that we will never understand, um, and we yeah. want to submit to that. We want to submit to people that know more than we do, and have the humility to say we don't have the answers.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, we're we're in a a really difficult time as as a nation. Um, I, I don't know how often it happens that all 50 states are protesting for the same cause, in and you know nations overseas all over the world are, are are fighting for this cause that um it seems so so late coming you know the, the black oh, lives yeah. matter movement feels like it should have been we should have been able to accomplish it in the past but because of the way that our systems have worked for so long that that's been difficult and and now it's it's really incredible to see the way that people are coming together and fighting for this new movement and and from our perspective I think we're talking about you know how we can live our lives more like Christ and how we can do that and you know the the Bible says that the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself yeah. um, and if we're not willing to stand up with our brothers and sisters of color if we're not willing to align ourselves with the black community are we really loving our neighbors as ourselves um, sure ain't you know that's that's a an essential part of following Christ in, of of being the church. And at some point, we as the church are going to have to reckon with the fact that we haven't always historically um, been universally aligned with that cause. And it's important that we start taking strides forward in our own individual lives because we can't all speak for the church as a whole, but we can all speak for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I
1: think y'all, y'all nailed it. Um, I, I would just add that Um, And in no way are we going to try, you know, in this conversation we're going to have today, it is applicable to talk about race. You cannot talk about um, magic and bird without bringing up race, which is why we're having this conversation today. Um, But we're in no way going to try and speak for the black community. Um, We've all committed ourselves to educating ourselves um, by consuming content created by black content creators, whether it's podcasts or or books or TV shows. Um, And we encourage you to do the same thing um, we think our content is good, um, but it is not the epitome of education on this topic. Um, so, so go listen to, to some content that is going to educate you on, um, experiences that the three of us can't relate to. Um, and, and, you know, I know we would love to provide you with that. If there's anything that you're like, Hey, I'd love to learn more. We've got books and podcasts and things that, that we're
0: consuming that, that we'd love to, to encourage you with as well. Yeah. And I know that it it may not be something that we've, given ourselves a real game plan when we've talked about it, but I think we're all in a agreement that going forward, this is something that we want to do, not just a one-time thing, not just to in-this-moment thing, but we want to constantly be um, yeah, we love our content and we're going to make our content we're opinion people, but we also want to be able to push forward people that know more than we do when we understand that there are people that know more than we do. Right. Um, and so, in the coming days, weeks, months, um, I really hope that we can, as a A new ministry a new group a new whatever we are um uh continue to push forward um the people in the black community that just know so much so much more than we do um and that we can learn from them and the things that we learn we can hopefully share with others um and so from there i i'm really excited we have never done a sports pod before which is is the first wild Honestly, sports is going to be fun for us. I think, I mean, and it's like something we're all super, super nerdy about. I think the hard part is like, how do we do a Jesus pod about sports? Like with music and movies, they're so artistic and there's like a theme and a story to every single one. Like it's easy to really pull from that. We don't have that here. So this is either going to be a ton of fun. Um, or it's going to suck, like, really bad. And <laughs> Yeah, there's no in between. I'm very excited. Zach, you are not a basketball guy. I'm not. You're right. So I gave you two documentaries. One of them was really a Magic of Bird documentary. That's one all of us watched for sure. Um, and it is uh, Magic of Bird. I don't remember the name of it, but if you look it up, <laughs> HBO made it. and It's on YouTube. It's great. Yeah. It's really Zach, good. what was one thing that made you scratch your head uh that surprised you that shocked you uh what was the one thing that you took away not even like a big theme or anything but just like a huh didn't know that happened
2: yeah i mean i we we like we already said i didn't know that most of it happened because i haven't been following basketball <laughs> um <laughs> guys we're trying <laughs> we're trying to get him to be a basketball fan we've been trying for it's years like so
0: hard you liked to andre drummond tweet once and i was like oh it's coming <laughs>
2: Hey, if it's funny, I'm going to laugh, you know? <laughs> but I think what really makes the story compelling and, and why I found the two of them to be such an interesting relationship is that there, nothing about them like makes sense for each other. There's Not nothing all. about magic and nothing about bird that would inherently draw them to each other. And that's the whole thing that makes it interesting is that they're so opposite. But even within that... They didn't ever, like, try to change each other. They embraced the fact that they were super different. Like, yeah. you know, in, in that doc, Magic talks about how he wanted to walk out the front door of the hotel when they were at the Olympics, and Bird hunted down a side door, and Magic said, you know, if he wants, I'll go help him find a side door sometime. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's I think that's really, like, a cool way for that friendship to work because... You know, for, for so long, they didn't even really interact with each other. They just got put next to each other a bunch of times. Yeah, no. But, but the way that they, like, embrace everything about each other instead of, like, searching for the things that might make sense for them to be friends with. I just I thought that was a really cool picture of, like, friendship with somebody that you might not expect to immediately be friends with.
0: Well, especially also the character of these guys, right? And I guess I haven't... We didn't really dive into what, like, is Magic and Bird quick synopsis. So you have the nba in the 60s it's the celtics and the lakers and the celtics just beating up on the lakers um they have like eight championships in the 60s and then the 70s uh you have the nba and then you have this side league, just the aba and there's a ton just a ton of scandal that is involved with the nba Um, a lot of it has to do with race relations in the 70s um the way that people viewed a league of basketball players where um, the players were predominantly um, black. They were not it was not a white league in a in a country that preferred white people. And so there were a lot of accusations about drug use. Um, there were a lot of accusations about cheating. People would get kicked out of the league. And so the NBA was seen as this league of, oh, that's all the cokeheads, heads <laughs> um, and their flashy passes. And we'll watch we'll watch the NFL where the real men play you know um the nba finals this is mind-blowing the nba finals were on a tape delay
2: Mm -hmm. that was
0: wild game seven of the nba finals you had to wake up the next morning to see who won the finals because they were so low demand that it was on a tape delay that's ridiculous and so coming in you have magic johnson and Larry Bird both coming in the same year, right? These two just like transcendent talents, Larry Bird going to Boston, Magic going to LA. Um, Larry Bird is the reserved from French Lick, Indiana, right? (laughs) What a town name. Just like down home, like, and it it embodies who Larry Bird is, right? They talk about how like Mm -hmm. he would go out every Saturday and mow his grass. Like this is the best basketball player on the (laughs) planet at the time. And he's out mowing his grass. Um, And we'll get to that, Cam. Don't give me that. Look, he was the best basketball player on the planet. And (laughs) then you have Magic Johnson, who's all show, right? He's at the Playboy Mansion. He's hanging out. Um, But the thing about them both was they saved basketball. Yeah. Like, they were both so transcendent, so good, um, that they brought the NBA to where it is. A lot of people um, talk about basketball's heyday and how Michael Jordan is basketball. But without Magic and Bird there is no pathway for Michael Jordan to become a thing. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're talking about. Um, there's a ton of it. Cam, what was a big thing that you pulled from this?
1: Man, there was a lot. Um, I mean, obviously I've been a basketball fan all my life. And so yeah. um, a lot of the story wasn't inherently new to me, although mm-hmm. seeing how much their story was intertwined was fascinating. Um, yeah, and I, I think that the part to me was uh, when at the end of the, the documentary on YouTube, um, Bird was talking about after Magic retired, how he's like, yeah, I woke up and like I stopped checking the paper to see how much he scored, and like his motivation like kind of went away, and not that he wasn't motivated yep. by the fact that like he wanted to be the best, but you know n- near the end of his career when kind of his villain, the Joker to his Batman, when he was gone, he was like, what do I what do, I do? Who do I compare myself to anymore? Like this guy that he's always battling against, well, what do you do when that person's gone? And that was just a really interesting thing. I mean, I talk a lot about like motivators and, and what's inspiring you to do the things that you do. And to me, that was just like a really interesting thing to think about What was motivating Larry Bird to be as transcendent as he was all those years? And on the reverse side, same with Magic.
0: Okay, Larry Bird, sown, cold, killer. My (laughs) favorite Larry Bird story is the left-handed game. Have you guys ever heard the story of the left-handed game? Zach, have you heard about the left-handed game? I've
2: heard of the left-handed game, but I'm going to ask you to tell me about it again anyway.
0: Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) Larry Bird, the Celtics right they're playing a game and then a couple days later they're playing the lakers so he's in portland and he says you know what i'm going to save my right hand for the lakers so he goes out and he plays left-handed he takes like 17 shots with his left hand his final stat line was 47 points 14 rebounds and 11 assists
1: with his so left that's hand. incredible so let me <laughs> let me ask this what can compare the two larry's left-handed game or Magic's elimination game rookie year where he played all five positions put up 42 15 and 7. That Okay, that,
2: that I, listen. That line was incredible in the doc talking about just if he was the whole team. As a team. rookie in
0: yeah. the elimination. he replaced Kareem. Yeah. Like uh, Kareem top 3 all-time Kareem. <laughs> like I if it's not obvious, I'm a massive Celtics fan. That Magic Johnson game 7 game as a rookie where Magic Johnson point guard center If you're listening, have know nothing about basketball. Those are the opposite ones. (laughs) One is small guy, one
1: is big guy.
0: He did both. That would that would be like if uh, Patrick Mahomes decided he was going to play on the offensive line for a game, basically. It's like
2: Mahomes lines up while also being quarterback. Keep in mind, he was going to Chris Jones. Pat Mahomes also plays his position.
0: (laughs) Honestly, and please don't let that um, happen. (laughs) <laughs> he goes out and plays one of the greatest games of all time in an elimination game, wins the finals as a rookie. You can't beat it. Like, that That to me, like, there are, that's one of, like, the three greatest performances of all time. Yeah. Right? And so we talk about that. We talk about the left-handed game. Like, you guys have an idea. These guys are, in my opinion, two of the top five basketball players ever. What's so polarizing about them, and when we get to some of our big themes here, is obviously... There was a big tension when it came to they were the complete opposites, specifically when it came to race and not only when it came to race, but also their personalities. So Larry Bird was in Boston, a very at the time uh, turbulent place to be. Um, you talk about Bill Russell, Bill Russell didn't go back to Boston. Bill Russell was a legend, won 11 championships for the Celtics, did not go back to Boston until probably 50 years after he was done playing. Like only in the last 10, 15 years did he go back because the city of Boston was so racist that he wanted nothing to do with it. Bill Russell was the Celtics and he wanted nothing to do with Boston. That's how bad this was. And so Larry Bird goes to Boston. He's this reserved um, just down home. I'm drinking beer in the bar. I'm going to go. Uh, the man broke it back because he was working at his mother's house and fell through the ceiling and broke his back. Like that's that was how his career started to take a downturn. Like that's the kind of guy that Larry Bird was. Like millionaire could have just paid someone to do it. No, I'm going to go work at my mother's house. Yeah. Um and then you have Magic who is uh, a young black man and he is charismatic and he is exciting and he is loud and he is fun and he is Los Angeles. And he's yeah. like everything LA like You talk about the Showtime Lakers. The Showtime Lakers are never a thing. The Lakers are not the Lakers without Magic Johnson. Like, so these men are polar opposites. And so when they become huge rivals and they end up playing each other in the finals multiple times, not only are they rivals as basketball players, but you have an America that is picking sides based on things far deeper than their game. Hmm. Um, And so, one thing that strikes me that we'll kind of dive into is the way they both handled that. I think they were the two perfect people for that moment. Like you go back and you talk about athletes, right? Zach, like Babe Ruth couldn't make it in the MLB today or, (laughs) um, things like, well, if Shaq was in today's league, um, he would just destroy everybody. Or if LeBron played in the sixties, like it's game over. Um, there were not two better people um to bring the nba together in a moment than like that in the way that they handled that situation the way that they became friends while also being the biggest of enemies um i think not only saved the league but really helped um a lot of the racial tension that was tearing down the league um they were able to obviously they didn't fix it Like, we just talked at the top of this pod, like, we are in just a heap of nastiness. Um, It's kind of like when you pull up the rug and there's just mold that's been growing for years and years and years and you ignored it, (laughs) right? Um, And that's kind of where we're at. But what Magic and Bird were able to do for the league specifically and the polar opposites, it's hard to not let that be the first thing that comes to mind.
2: Well, and I think that's an interesting, like... um... Narrative to look at with the two of them, just the way that they handled this overarching conflict that was kind of, they were made a microcosm of it. Like, I don't think either of yeah. them would have ever gone into the league saying, like, I'm going to, they talked about, like, Larry Bird never wanted to be, like, the great white hope. He never wanted no, to be right. the guy. They gave him that designation when he got there. <clears throat> but it's interesting how the two of them were the perfect, like, people to have to address that but for such different reasons cuz yeah. all throughout his career Larry Bird talked about I don't want to talk about it. I don't that's not my thing. I'm here to play basketball. I play basketball my way. And that's it. And then the opposite version of that was Magic who not even like actively trying to talk about it but just being charismatic and having that like trademark smile that he had. <laughs> yeah. I think you know there it's impossible to hate the guy. You know, he just so deeply likable. I know, so i Celtics fan. <laughs> just, I love Magic Johnson. He just, like, exudes this positive energy, and, and, and it's really, it is impossible not to like the guy. Um, yeah. And I think, even though those are, like, the two opposite things, because you talk about Magic is super fun and charismatic, and Larry Bird is, like, I brought my lunch in a brown paper bag, and now I'm going to sit here because I have to. I just want to play basketball. <laughs> like... They are the two polar opposite people, and it's true all the way across. They're east-west, they're black-white, they are charismatic, quiet. Like, everything about them is so different. But both of their approaches to addressing the, the issues thrust upon them ended up being really
0: effective, and I think they were effective because they were different. Exactly, yeah, and you just said the point that I rambled for three and a half minutes on <laughs> in a solid minute, just as precise as it gets. Um, and so from there, we're going to move to camp before I go again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I,
1: I think, um, I, I think what's really important is, is the way that they led um, was not trying to change each other. And I know Zach, this is something that, that you kind of mentioned earlier is just this idea of like, and they even mentioned it in the documentary that at, at the very end, there were a couple snippets there um, where I think magic said like, yeah, Larry was just always this way. and. You know, sometimes I wish I was that way. Uh, I wish mm-hmm. if there's one thing about me... I think it was that he was, like, really straight to the point. Like, if he didn't like you, you would know. And he's like, I, I wish I had that. And then Larry, that like, his closing remarks were, yeah, magic. If he walked into this room right now, everything would change. He said, and I, I wish I could do that, but I can't. Yep. And it was this idea that, like, they each had things about each other that they were a little bit, like, envious of. Where they were like, man, I wish... I could be that type of leader at times. And I think sometimes we're in that boat too of like, man, I wish I had the, the musical ability of, of, of y'all. And I wish I could I could lead worship in the way that y'all do. But in the same way, y'all are probably looking at somebody else and saying, man, I, I, wish, I, I wish I had that rhetoric or, or I wish I had X, Y, and Z. But they both knew their strengths and they were both so willing to sit on what they were good at. Larry Bird was good at just shutting up Playing basketball and ignoring the expectations that people put on him, it wasn't this getting idea getting
0: buckets. <laughs> yeah, it
1: wasn't this idea of like staying silent. It was this idea of when people said we want you to fit this expectation. He said, I I refuse. I'm gonna do what I'm here to do, and and doing so at the time defied what what he needed to defy. Whereas Magic, they had this expectation of, oh, he's just going to be a basketball player. But off the court, he was this personality. And they really reversed stereotypes by being themselves and not trying to fit expectations and roles that were put on them.
2: Yeah, and, and I think it's, it's a really cool example of like what it is like to be in friendships with other believers and, and to be yeah. connected with other believers. You know, The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. Um, And I think, like you talked about, when Magic retired, Larry Bird didn't really care anymore. He wasn't looking at stats. He was still pushing himself, but it didn't have the same thing. They talked about in that rookie season, Magic won a title, but Bird in a landslide won Rookie of the Year, and they were both furious at the other for the thing that they didn't accomplish. (laughs) Which is so wild! Which is Yeah, because either one of those are incredible accomplishments. A near-unanimous Rookie of the Year... And an NBA final that you basically did single-handed, your rookie year. Like that's both of those are absolutely insane. But because there was something they didn't have, they wanted to work against the other person. They wanted to beat the other person. And I think that's, in some ways, you know, maybe not so confrontationally, but that I think that's what it is to be like in fellowship with other believers and to really challenge each other on the things that we're supposed to be doing as Christians. I I mean, we're talking about current events right now. And and right now, I think a lot of times one really encouraging thing I've seen is believers challenging other believers to speak up, whether that's specific or whether it's doing it leading by example, you know, watching, Mm. you know, uh, uh, somebody will say something and maybe a day later, maybe two days later, it inspires somebody else to speak up when they've, had trouble with it for a long time. You know, I, I have seen in my own family, um, just like the continued conversation I think is, is inspiring people to speak out against some of the horrible things that have happened in our history and, and in ways that some of these people never would have imagined themselves doing before. You know, the the more that we continue to push ourselves, it pushes others, which in turn pushes us. Um, And I think that's a really cool thing that comes out of this story that is directly applicable to our lives in general and right now.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and not only in such a similar way, like not only we talked about how they were kind of jealous of each other and who they were um, and the way they were able to live their lives, (laughs) Um, but also like they were so comfortable with letting the other person be who they are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like these, these, they were basketball for a decade. It was magic and bird. It was not until the late eighties when Jordan became Jordan, that it started to shift. Like for a decade, they were who basketball was. And for me, I think constantly, especially about the church. Um, Zach, you talk about um, the way people, it feels like a ton of Uh, the people around us um, even though not all there are a lot of people that are starting to really open up to the idea that you know what maybe i need to care less about how this makes me look Mm -hmm. maybe i need to care less about holding on to my opinion maybe i need to open my ears open my eyes a little bit and just listen um and so for me we've all heard the term in churches we want to be multicultural you know i've been thinking a lot about like what does it mean for a church to be multicultural right Um, and what most of the time I think that means is a white church wants to have black people in their church. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so, and a lot of times the attitude I, I perceive is okay. I want you to come to our church, but I need you to keep this on hold. I need you to calm it down here. Um, and I need you to really adopt the way we do this and you can add your own flavor. (laughs) Yeah. And I've been thinking a lot about like if the church is really going to make change, right if we're going to unveil the ugly that the church has participated in for the last, how many hundred years? Like if we're going to fix that, if we're going to actually care about the heart of our people, actually care about the issue, then we need to be a multicultural church, but you can't have a multicultural church without multicultural leaders. Yeah. And that doesn't mean leaders that look different. That means that you have to have a community of people that are okay With the fact that you may worship a little differently than i do right right you may speak a little differently than i do you may have just a little bit different opinion your theology may not match a hundred percent up with mine but what we have to understand is there's a bigger picture at stake right like i can't have my cake and eat it too um and we come from this point of now i'm gonna lead now i need you to follow everything i believe and the other things we can work out well what are the other things if we can't let people at their core be who they are and so what's convicting to me when I see the way that these two leaders were 100% okay with the other person at all times being who they were they never felt threatened by the other person as a human sure maybe as a basketball player Um, (laughs) but they never felt threatened as a human by the other person Um, they actually through that process and through knowing each other did everything they could to kind of become more like one another. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it reminds me so much of how I wish we could have that attitude, even specifically in the church. um, That is, I don't need to have all the answers. I'm comfortable enough with giving um, some of my authority, some of my influence, uh, buzzword coming, some of my privilege to somebody else. Um, I'm okay giving up some of the things that make me comfortable. if it's for the greater good of not only America, not only our world, but for the hearts of our world.
1: Well, and I I think with that it's this idea of like when when we challenge each other, yeah. as as Christians doing so in a way where we're wanting each other to to grow and we're not trying to tear each other down. Um I know it's something that that I've talked about before, but like we don't always well, Alex, you've mentioned this before. Walking into a conversation, knowing that hey, maybe I'm wrong, like in this moment, maybe I don't have the right perspective, and like that's a, that's okay. You can be wrong, um, but then at the same time, welcoming the idea that when people are presented with new facts, they can change their mind. They can grow. They can they can become better, and and that is our goal here. Let's let's challenge each other. Let's push each other. Um, and, you know, when Magic and Bird are, are consistently challenging each other, it wasn't this idea of um, let me bring the other one down. It was this idea of, okay, well, then let me step up my game. Yeah. And yeah. so as Christians, when we, ch- when we challenge each other, it's this idea of we don't want to bring the other one down and say, oh, well, you're wrong because of this and this and this. You look at them and say, well, I, I want to be right too. And and so now you want to step up and then you're constantly growing and challenging each other instead of posting on Facebook with all these you know argumentative fallacies talking about you know how the other person is wrong and and accusing them and instead we can we can push each other and and grow in ways that I don't think we've seen happening in the church a lot
0: it's so it's so worrisome I don't know the word to be honest it's almost hard to put into words like to veer off the topic just a little bit, um, a huge thought I've had lately is, um, the Bible is not a tool to help prove my political opinion. Right, yeah, Um, that's really good. In that, what what actually comes first? Like if we were to poll every Christian in America and ask them, what comes first, your political opinion or your faith opinion? Um, I think if we were honest, we let our political opinion mold our opinion about who jesus is and what the church should be Mm. rather than the opposite yeah um whether than taking well here's an issue because right i think a lot of us agree that the church is far too involved in politics i read um, a book where the church should not be involved in politics but a church should very much be involved in social issues
2: yeah Yeah. that's a really good way to put it that's
0: really good our job is not to lobby for people that we think will agree with us but instead to lobby for change of the hearts of people right and obviously look we all have political opinions we all vote um we are all passionate if you follow us on the tweeters you will understand that (laughs) but what the church's job is not to endorse a political party and that's what the church has done for the last forty years um and that's gotten us a lot of where we're at is that the church is the religious right and what we're starting to see a shift is well maybe if the church had the self-awareness to say okay here's the issue a la refugees let's look at the bible what does the bible say but instead we say here's the issues oh refugees what does my political radio guy say right what does that guy i follow on twitter say And then what did somebody comment on that about a Bible verse that struck them? And then, boom, that Bible verse now says what I want it to, as opposed to me going to the Bible first. Yeah. And it telling me what I should believe. Yeah, Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I think, like,
1: even the phrase, you know, that's, you know, infamous at this point, you know, Black Lives Matter has been very politicized. And, yeah. and so it's at a point where I think when, when some people hear that, they now associate it with everything democratic. And they're like, of well, course, I disagree yeah. with this with the Democratic Party and this with the Democratic Party. And it's like, hold up, take a step back and think about what we actually just said. Black Lives Matter. There is no arguing that. That is not an arguable <laughs> yeah, right. comment. Like, there's no way you can look at the Bible and look at that and, and say, ah, well, maybe, maybe not. It It's fact. Yeah, but right. the problem is, we've you know I, I literally saw a tweet the other day that said like, "Oh, you're being racist against Republicans," and it's like, that's not a race. <laughs> like we've associated yeah. all these issues with with like political parties, and and I, I don't think they need to be. It's a humanity issue. It's yeah, Jesus loved people, so you should love people, and that means protecting them. And and I I think. Our issue right now is not inherently that it's this political feud that because we're in a, you know, uh, we're in 2020, it's a voting year. We're going to see it. And it's, it's sad that it's causing so much rift on something that is not arguable.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I think, um, Alex, you, you brought up the point of like, Seeing what other people think about an issue and then tying that to what you believe about an issue. And I think um, that's been a big part of, of what gets us to things like arguing with the statement Black Lives Matter because you don't like the messaging or because maybe somebody that you follow doesn't like the messaging, that sort of thing. Because we, it, the way that social media works and, and the way that just like human behavior works, we get locked into groups of people that think the way that we do and and we get we will spout an opinion or we'll hear an opinion and the more that people say it back and forth to each other the more that they inherently believe that it's true because that's yeah. how human psychology works you know it's mm-hmm. groupthink. If if somebody says right. something and nobody immediately disagrees with it then everyone else in the group thinks that everyone agrees with it even if that may not be the case but then one person has said it nobody disagreed and then maybe another person says something similar the next week, and now everybody thinks everybody's saying it, and now everyone holds that opinion. And I think, to, to tie it back into what we're talking about, I think it's really cool that like these two were so opposite. Magic and Bird are so opposite, but they engaged with each other on the level that they were at and didn't didn't shy away from their differences. They're engaging with somebody that is inherently different from them, and I think that is one of the number one things that we can do in such a you know, different season of, of life and of culture and in the world, is just being willing to engage with somebody who maybe doesn't agree with us or somebody who has a different experience with us. You know, one of the easiest things that we can do right now as, as allies of, our, of the black community, Cam, you said it, is just to consume media and educate ourselves about what the yeah. black experience is like because we inherently can't know that you know we will never really understand what that is you know when not even close when people talk about being immediately afraid because they're getting pulled over i can conceptualize what that means but i can never experience it because i don't have to have that same fear right so it becomes needing to engage with a new kind of media or, or a new kind of you know information gathering because that's the closest we can get to really interacting with a community that we aren't a part of.
1: Yeah. And there, so there's this interpersonal communication like theory of reality, which is really interesting that that talks about and, and everything we do, every single person carries their own perspective and perspective is made up of, of context plus message plus experience. And, and so because of that, we are never going, like, I can never understand your perspective, Alex. Because your perspective with it carries 22 years of experiences that I have not experienced in and of myself. And so reality is the combination of every single one of those perspectives. And so because mm-hmm. I cannot inherently understand your perspective, I will never understand reality. And so we really try to understand the reality of what's going on. And the truth is we won't because I will never carry the understanding of what the black community is going through. And when we talk about immigration, I will never go through what um, immigrants experience. And and yeah. it, it goes with, you know, even within our own race, I'll never go through what y'all experience, mm-hmm. right? And so we really try and make assumptions when we don't have that perspective and we don't have reality. But sometimes I think we like to think that we do. And so I think it's about getting to learn other people's perspectives and although you won't fully understand them you can at least try and, and hear them out and and I think we've really failed at that we've made our own assumptions about everything and we assume we're right when when we really fail to to educate ourselves on on the other side of all these topics and whether you walk out and you were right the whole time doesn't matter it's this idea of that's pursuing peace in this moment that's pursuing the right thing is, finding that that other perspective yeah
0: yeah that's big so we veered off a little bit but i think <laughs> that um it was needed it was good and actually applied more than we think it did i tried really hard um, to tie it back to magic and bird there at you the did end. a really good job man. <laughs> good and job. i'm glad that you were was, the one that brought it, us it back. had to be me right <laughs> yeah. the person with <laughs> this little actual practical you. knowledge uh speaking <laughs> of let's talk basketball um mm. Welcome i'll be I'll be back cell. in like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> um, I got takes I got basketball takes uh first take I've been trying to get Melody to let me get the Larry bird haircut for a while <laughs> Thank you Melody. I want it and I want it bad. Like, I'm on my Urshabay. Like, I want it bad. Uh, this episode
1: of Side Podcast is sponsored by Melody um, for her decisions of <laughs> Alex's
0: hair.
2: Thank you. We're actually paying her to be the sponsor for this episode.
1: <laughs> I am paying her in my love. Um. Also, happy anniversary. Actually, I think that was yesterday. It's right? tomorrow. Actually. Tomorrow? Yeah. But Someone now, I posted, posted it about it yesterday. yesterday. It is tomorrow. It like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was tomorrow, and it's I okay, saw someone post to to about podcast. it <laughs> She won't know. <laughs> All right, good. The kind of uh, okay,
0: on. here's the take.
2: Fat Lever was better than both
0: of them. Uh, mm, that who? Fat Lever. Oh, stop. Get out of here. <laughs> um, great name, though. Okay, those,
1: name. here's my hot take. Those three greatest basketball names.
0: Fat Lever, Larry, Larry Bird, Bird Magic, Magic Johnson. Johnson, and Fat Lever. That's really good um smush parker great name he sucked A great name at
2: the same time to be a duo is like divine providence that's just beautiful that (laughs) something as succinct as magic and bird existed all at once
0: it's beautiful and uh, speaking of uh for the first seven years of their career uh larry bird was a superior player (laughs) I, i understand they played for about so magic played for about 11 12 years okay bird about the same whatever for the first seven years of their career, Bird was a superior player. Although Magic is greater all time, Bird is ridiculously slept on. Here I'm going to give you why. Okay, guys, if you don't care about sports and you're still listening, hit the snooze button, hit that fast-forward 15 seconds just a couple times. <laughs> Make um, us go double-times so game game real else. fast <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there are some silly swings and a bunch of goofs coming, but here's the sports. Larry Bird, right? Averaged. 50 40 90 he created the 50 40 90 club he 3 repeated the mvp there have been three players to ever 3 repeat the mvp can you name the other two jordan
2: you know i can't
0: no oh really wilt chamberlain bill russell those are the only two okay. to ever do it since the three-point line was a thing larry bird is the only person that's ever done it so there's that he created the 50 40 90 club he was an elite shooter and he was a champion. He won three of them things, Okay? <laughs> and so yes. Magic, after eighty seven, hit a peak that was probably higher and was just special and was better for longer. But Larry Bird, for the first seven years of their career, was better, and that is an undisputable fact. And everyone can fight me.
1: Well then it's so. not a hot take. But um <laughs> what I It's not much of a Actually, swing. I think what was really interesting Schwining. about that one thing that they mentioned in the documentary was they they talked about you know the the game where or well the series where Magic hit the you know the the iconic Skyhook the and, baby hook and, yeah and, and, and won it <laughs> How that was like the passing of the torch from Bird to Magic which to me was really interesting because they came in at the same time yeah there's you normally same, don't hear uh, about lies, them talking yeah. about passing the torch to somebody the same. Draft years, you. It's normally guys like the passing from from Magic to Jordan or Jordan to Kobe or Kobe to LeBron. Like you don't, you don't hear about it happening with people who were both drafted in '78. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, Bird was drafted in '78. Magic was drafted 79, in '79. I know. They but kept Bird's you rights for a year, point. which is just amazing. <laughs> um, but
1: if y'all could <laughs> own the rights to any bird, what bird would it be? Emu.
2: Oh,
0: great great oh, e-mu! oh they're so big i'm so <laughs> mad um uh, actually we have another sponsor our sponsor for today's episode is emoving, e-moving? Yep. Um, <laughs> uh their tagline we actually have an emu uh, <laughs> which still i'm gonna own that business and when i do imagine um, for those of you who don't team... know emus
1: very fiscally responsible to breed
0: We found that out years ago.
2: (laughs) You know, and so,
0: look, I I know we've watched Tiger King. We understand breeding animals is apparently a no-no. This is different. We're not going to kill our
1: husbands.
0: (laughs) We will not kill our husbands. That's first off. Second off, I'm going to make sure it's legal. Third off, I'm going to make sure it's moral. Fourth off, it's going to be wildly entertaining.
2: (laughs) I'm very glad you made the distinction between legal and moral. Because that is, that's an important separation to make when you're talking about breeding exotic animals.
1: <laughs> we will bring Zach on as our, hey, should you maybe not do this? Right. right. It an well, animal just imagine.
0: <laughs> okay, you hire, you're moving into a new town. You look at the local moving companies. You're like, oh, e-moving. Cool. You come up, there's a truck. You think it's a bunch a of robots, E-move. but no.
1: Yeah. It's not E-moving. Not like. There it
0: is. No, 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 it's no. E moving. <laughs> there it is. And a bunch of guys come out, you know, sweat, sweaty, dirty, gross, like, whatever. Moving guys, um, and then all of a sudden, boom! There's an emo. <laughs> what and purpose it, does the emu <laughs> serve when
2: it comes to the functionality of moving? It entertains the children while the grown ups are moving.
0: <laughs> because that the is name important. of the company is E moving. We actually have an emo. <laughs> And so in order for that to work, you have to actually have an emu. You must commit to the bit. My company has a mascot. Tell me how many non-entertainment companies you know that have a mascot. Uh, Kool-Aid. Oh, get out of here. (laughs) Are you going to tell me the Kool-Aid Man is not a mascot?
2: It's definitely a mascot.
1: What about, Uh, like, all cereals? uh, uh, Also, y'all, can we talk about the discovery I made today while we're in the midst of way off the rails? Why is Pringle's (laughs) slogan... People do more than just eat them. What are people doing yeah, with Pringles that I today. don't know about? What are what Pringles is for? There's like official. There's like the you, can, the, you know like where you say, stack the two and you do like the, the duck the, the duck, duck face.
2: Is the only other thing that you can do with Pringles, and I don't. Well, I, okay, but here's a here's a fun fact that you might argue is a thing you can do with Pringles. Did okay. you know, Do you know how the original inventor of Pringles was buried? In like, a can he with was Pringles. Cremated no. and buried in a Pringles can. No. no he yes, wasn't. he was. That is a real fact. No. The original creator of Pringles was cremated, and his ashes were put into a Pringles can, and he was buried in them. So we've come up with three things, including eat them, that you can do with Pringles. <laughs> I have to find that can. Um, <laughs> this is like a it's like an dumb Jones national treasure.
0: <laughs> I'm doing full Indian. You'll Jones. replace
1: it with a full Pringles can. It'll be the old like, switcher. Yeah, we do the switcheroo. <laughs> But your handle gets stuck because you were trying to get it's a Pringle stuck. and you can't get it out.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And I can't get all the way down, but I'm really determined. And I don't want to turn the Pringle can upside down because then that just gets messy. Yeah, all the like cold. Cold. So I'm just going to shove my oversized <laughs> hand into my this. If they could just make the can a little a bit bigger, I would just be able. Who is that Pringle, can size If you're listening, for? please. If I could just be able to get my hand. I haven't bought a Pringles can in years. <laughs> (laughs) For this reason, it's not an enjoyable experience. I am begging you, just make the can a small (laughs) wee bit bigger so that I can fit my large foot small but stubby hand (laughs) into a Pringles can so that I can enjoy pizza-flavored Pringles the way I used to as a young child. I just want my childhood back Pringles. Is that too much to ask? Is that a
1: silly swing? That pizza Pringles are the best (sighs) Pringle flavor? Because I I did smash those. Those were fire. I loved some
2: pizza-flavored Pringles. That does check out. The original
1: were still Still heat though.
2: Origi- uh, that's the only like original chip that I will specifically go for. Like I don't want really? like plain
1: uh, lays. Oh, no. I go plain lays.
2: I like
0: if I have well, If, they're 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 I'll take I'm if not I have if I have searching them out.
2: Yeah, but original Pringles, I could smash right through one of those cans of original Pringles. Facts. Okay,
0: what chips best original Pringles off the table go?
2: Other best originals. Yeah. <clears throat> that depends how you categorize Doritos are nacho cheese the original.
0: Yeah, uh, Doritos counts I think then because nacho here's cheese the thing is. Cuz yeah. also my take worst original Fritos.
2: Yeah.
0: Um compared to the chili cheese Fritos,
2: you got oh, chili right. cheese Fritos right are there, just right in front of They're
0: you. so much better. Same in my opinion a little bit not as not as big but Cheetos. Like when you got hot Cheetos or
2: even and the normal puffs.
0: Cheetos you just never go with the Cheetos, especially when the puffs are available. I was going to say, oh puffs versus goodness.
2: crunchy, what do you go for?
0: Puffs, not even It's not concept. a debate.
2: Puffs. Yeah. All day long. Um, all day, What about, like, tortilla chips? Oh, like, that's a... Hmm. That's tough, because well, I would never want to sit down and eat a bag of tortilla chips. But see, give, me guac, give me some guac, give me some salsa, <clears throat> I'm happy all day long. Um, well, yeah, but you're dipping fiance, them all.
1: So, again, it's compared to, like... I, I, I don't know. I, Is I tortilla still tortilla think chip? You can still use the toppings for tortilla chips. Is it because all a tortilla, the tortilla original that dor- you can? Dorito? All brands of tortilla chips, you're going to use those toppings, so therefore you're not comparing the usage of the toppings like you would with Lay's, whereas you're not dipping barbecue Lay's in the French onion dip, but you not are trying to have the have original, top. so it doesn't compare. But you know, for tortilla it. chips, you dip them all so they all—that's ha- like the base independent variable. Um,
0: uh, 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 Why are you using <laughs> so many big words? I hate all of this science. Uh, Cam came into this like I'm gonna be smart.
2: <laughs> I don't know if this was a high moment or a low moment of me living alone within the last couple of years, but I discovered that because Doritos are tortilla chips, there's nothing stopping me from dipping them in some salsa and eating them that way. <laughs> Oh, Power is through it a bag good? of Doritos, eating salsa with them. Have you tried guacamole? It's a good day. I have never done it with guacamole, but salsa, you're going to have a good
1: Queso?
0: time. Queso? Queso? Really? Queso, oh, I have also done. That's just Doritos like, and Rotels. get out of here. more
2: cheese. You're having a great time.
0: Fire. Nobody's oh, get, get out of here. Um, before we move on, a tortilla <laughs> chip. did it, we get here? <laughs> a, t- a tortilla chip that is so good by itself that I don't want to dip it in anything. Hint of lime. Hint of Thank lime. you. Oh, Hint of you beat so I'll get it. Mind. I'll be like, man, Hint of lime these are going to be great, great in some guacamole. And then you just eat one. And you're like, nope, it's not I going in guac, anything I just else need other it in than my mouth. mouth. This is going straight yeah. from the bag <laughs> to my mouth. Yeah. Yep. Hint of lime. You know, is Cam, so I do really, I am a little irritated. Um, before we leave, you were super smart and you're using all these big words. And I'm just screaming about how I can't get my large hand inside of a Pringles can. <laughs> can't Have
1: you ever seen
2: get nubbin on the end of your arm down to the bottom oh. of a, a aluminum can.
0: One of my
1: favorite, like, comedy bits of all times. Yeah. Oh, wow. <coughs> Puberty. <laughs> all times. Um, all times. Um, is Bo Burnham's, uh, like, Kanye West skit where he rants about Pringles cans in Chipotle like he's Kanye West <laughs> in the middle of his Yeezus tour. It actually turns out to be super deep and, like, very introspective later very on, yeah. but the beginning of it is very, like, just complaining about Pringles cans. It's really and good. So, yeah. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> um, So, now I think it's time for the greatest podcast game show in the history of podcast game shows. with the greatest co- 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 podcast game show name in the history of podcast game show name. <laughs> <laughs> sound, I thought if I played it off You sound <laughs> like an auctioneer Just like making a, a really bad sunset. one well, it, if, if
1: I, I played it off I could podcast, podcast, God, just n- Podcast a pod, podcasts, the, the, the game show Podcast game show Podcast
0: game Podcast game show 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 Alright
2: Before we do anything else This morning I made two Jellos. I put them in two separate molds. One is an what A. What flavors? One is a C.
0: Uh, okay. At one... first, wait before you keep going. I thought you were just telling us a fun fact.
2: This is just. What I did. <laughs> no, no, no. One is an A. One is a C. Um, I have uh, my good friend. Uh, he's he's a butler I've hired for the next ten minutes. His name is Joffrey. Uh, and Joffrey has delivered Hello, Joffrey. one on a silver platter. Uh, but he has not told me which one, so I'm just gonna thank you, good sir. Yes, Master Kuyot. Anyway, bye. I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what's under the fancy cloche. Ching. Oh, it's under another one.
1: <laughs> oh, Is it's upside down. the up. word for it?
2: Huh? Cloche? Is that yes, the, word the for silver
0: it? dome cloche. Wow. Are I you know doubting exact vocabulary above ours? No, I'm just very... I've never heard that word before. I didn't know it had a name other than dome thingy. It's upside
2: down, so I'm going to have to shake it out of this mold real quick. Hold on. <laughs> oh, don't
0: make that noise ever again. Please stop.
2: I hate that so much. Although I know it's not
1: you making the noise. It okay, it came demo. out,
2: and it's an oh, A. Yes, you're right. Alex, you're going first this week, and that is apropos because you actually guessed this game four days ago. Today, we're playing Magic or Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Your options for either... A cool bird name or a DD spell. It's your silence similar. gave it away. I know. You said it and I was like, what do I do now? I don't want to rewrite the game because I think it's kind of fun, but man, he did guess fun. it. We're recording this on Friday. On Monday, you said we could it'd be fun if we played like magic trick or bird name, and I was like, come on! <laughs> so now I know I need to get more creative, but for today, we're playing Magic or Bird. The rules it are was very yes. right a there. Spell, like you had to. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it's magic and bird. It was so easy. It's right there. Magic or bird. Rules are very simple. If you think it's a magic spell, you say magic. If you think it's a cool bird name, you say bird. Best out of four for each of you, and then a bonus question if we need it. Are, are there we... any boths? There are no boths this time. I didn't come Dang up with it. Any. Actually, there was I. There was one that I could have thrown as a both, but um. I decided not to this time, because that was a a good joke one time, and I think it would be really frustrating if another time I only had one that was both. (laughs) Fair. Both are basketball It would be kind of fun if I gave you the both option, but none of them were both.
0: That's what I would have expected. Like every
1: multiple choice (laughs) test I've taken.
2: Exactly. Okay, Alex, we're going to you first. The game is Magic or Bird. Question one. Alex, satanic night
0: jar... That's gotta be magic.
2: I'm sorry, the Satanic Nightjar is oh a my bird! Gosh. Amazing. <laughs> and that what? confirms to me that this game is going to work. Cool, so. <laughs> I wasn't sure if they were different enough, but now I feel like we're in a good spot. Okay, Cam, your first question, round one: <laughs> magic or bird?
1: Peacock. Stone skin. <laughs> magic, Peacock. dark magic specifically.
2: You're saying stone skin is magic? It's a dark magic. Whoa, I actually
1: didn't hear. I was still talking about peacocks. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was really fast. Funny. Peacock, dark magic. That checks out. Stone skin, magic or bird? Magic. That is correct. Stone skin is, in fact, a D&D spell in the player's handbook. Um, I went back to a well of something that I could pull from because I didn't know a lot about basketball, but I do know animals, and I do know D&D. So that's what I, I was it like. I need to find eventually. a safe okay. space in this game.
1: I was hoping you were going to quiz Alex and I on basketball. On
2: and basketball? I was very <laughs> oh, give us a
0: stat line and we have to say what, if it's magic or bird.
2: <laughs> mm,
0: Ooh. That's interesting.
2: Maybe someday we'll if we ever do a baseball pod, I'm going to throw stats at you. Okay, oh, bet. my gosh. Bet advanced ahead. metrics. I'm so ready. <laughs> okay. Round number two. We've, Cam has a, a commanding 1-0 lead, but – there's it's still anybody's game it's a long game
0: he can command but i can come back alex yes
2: magic or bird geas g-e-a-s geas
0: oh this feels too obvious but every time i say it's too obvious this is the thing that i obviously thought it was bird i'm
2: sorry geas is a D
0: no! spell <laughs> that time oh. it did seem too
2: obvious and now I'm feeling. I was such a bird. I'm feeling even better about how this game works. Oh, look okay. at that flying. T- 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 gu- t- there goes the G's. Wh That's what it sounds like. Okay, Cam. <laughs> that was Cam, the other thing I tremble, thought this game was going to be. It was
1: magic spell or bird call. You just, you I just silic- make a noise, and
2: either it's a magic spell or it's a bird
1: call. <pearls> That's really the the reaction of what it would sound like if you got hit with this magic spell or a random <laughs> bird call. Ah,
2: is that a bird or is that somebody getting hit with a spell? <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, Cam, your second question. A uh, chance to take a 2-0 lead. Chichalica, Bird. With authority and with the correct My answer, Chachalica is, this. in fact, a bird. Nailed that. That's a 2-0 lead for Cam. Now, Alex... You're gonna need to you're gonna need to clean sweep the last two rounds, but let's we I, I believe in you. I think we can make it happen.
0: I do not believe in me, but go ahead.
2: Well, I'm gonna play out the game no matter what, so it doesn't really matter. So your <laughs> third question, Alex. Yeah. Magic or bird invisible rail. Bird. That is correct. The invisible rail Thank is a bird. You. And I only picked it because it sounds so much like not a bird that it seemed like it, it might be a It sounds so better. much
0: like not a bird that I
2: <laughs> It has to be a bird because of that. Yes. Okay, Cam, back to you. To to maintain your lead. To maintain your lead, Cam. Magic John or bird. You forever. Banana quit.
0: Whoa. Magic. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, the banana quit is a tropical Let's bird. Go. <laughs> Let's go. Banana quit. I wanted to make sure that the same person got chachalica and banana quit. And so <laughs> I'm glad that that happened the way that I designed. Okay, Alex, this is your chance to tie it up and put the pressure on Cam here. Scores two to one. Oh, I will. Alex, dancing lights. Magic. That is correct. Dancing lights Let's go. is a cantrip that can be had by bards or wizards congratulations thank you okay alec who are you cam okay cam i'm ready (laughs) cam okay this is the this is to win the game or to go to the bonus round so here we go magic or bird long (laughs) strider bird this is exactly what I wanted. Longstrider is a DD and d spell that increases no! your movement by 10, p- 10 feet. <laughs> Are you I sure it's I not like also that. a
1: bird? Have, Have you confirmed that Longstrider is not a bird?
2: Longstrider is, as far as I could find, not a bird. If you want to do your own independent research, you can. But as far as I can discover, Longstrider is not the name of a bird.
0: So um, we're going in the bonus round.
2: Shooting an even 50-50 over the course of that eight-question game.
0: Let's okay. go.
2: Score is 2-2. Two to two. Bonus round, as per usual, I'm going to take the first person I hear give me the right answer. If you give me the same answer at the same time, then it's just going to be a tie, because that's all I have for you. You're going to pick your favorite. (laughs) The bonus round, final question, magic or bird? Hyacinth, visor bearer. Bird. Bird. Alex, you really jumped it, and that was what you needed to win this game. Let's the go. highest visor bearer is, in fact, oh bird. my gosh.
1: <laughs> the so comeback. Alex, you win. Well done.
2: Magic or bird, which well means done. you get to pick which one you want to be. Bird. Or, that's what I figured.
1: <laughs> cool. I'll pick the one with more rings.
2: I'm gonna pick or. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, gonna, I'm going to disregard boss.
0: everything Cam just said. So before we head out, real fast, um, I want us to give one take-home point. Guys, uh, flip a coin. Who wants it? Heads. Perfect. Tails. Got All right. it. Okay. <laughs> that was an extra, an extra bit of my uh, improv. Take us out, Zach.
2: Um, I think, uh, to me, one of the most significant things that we can pull from this incredible real-life story Um, especially right now is just to engage with people that are different than us Um, I think admittedly like that's something that's going to take you out of your comfort zone it's going to not necessarily be the easiest thing in the world but just taking a second to acknowledge somebody whose experience is not yours and and whose whose life is full of experiences that you can never have um, is such a powerful way to Really connect with people, breaking down those barriers and just understanding that in the end, it is human to human connection. And it's not necessarily, while it's important to be acknowledging the differences between us, in the end, like we're all human. And, yeah. and, and that engaging with somebody different than you is the easiest first step to do that.
0: That's uh, as good as you can put it. Um, And really piggybacking, oh my gosh, I just said
2: piggybacking. It's been a while. Oh, I
0: hate it so much. Okay. (laughs) Um, But diving off of that, uh, in all seriousness, uh, go to our blog. You can find it. Um, Damo wrote something really awesome for us. Mm. Um, It's eye-opening. It uncovers a lot that we wouldn't understand if we were not reaching out to people that were not like us. It is inspiring, and it is exactly um, what we want to be sharing. And so... Uh, We appreciate him, um, and we appreciate you guys for listening. Um, Give us a rate, review, uh, subscribe, do all that fun stuff so people that don't know us can hear us, and we don't have to continually um, try and make people listen to us that don't want to. Uh, We appreciate you. Uh, Be safe, and fight for what you believe in. Uh, Peace out.
2: Girl Scout, wash your hands.
0: Beautiful.